This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. Hey everyone, as part of our continuing summer series, we're looking back on some of our previous episodes. Last year, I talked with Source Global CEO and founder Cody Friesen about how his company collects water by using hydropanels. They harness the energy of the sun to draw water vapor from the atmosphere. The company also just received $7 million from Chamath Palipatia, founder of Social Capital, to scatter the hydropanels across California's Central Valley. Welcome to the show, Cody. Thanks for having me, Caleb. Really excited to chat to you this morning. So let's start from the beginning. First things first, why did you come up with the idea to start Source Global? You know, what are the kind of crises in the world that are causing water shortage? Yeah, I mean, so my background is not in water, but rather in renewable energy. I've been in that space for about two decades, uh, having done a PhD at MIT in material science and then now been a professor of material science at Arizona State University since 2004. So, you know, really been thinking about renewables for a very long time. Um, and what we all saw, I think, over the last decade is suddenly solar get cheaper than coal and lithium ion batteries get really safe and really cheap and sort of really enable a lot of the electric vehicles, et cetera. So from an innovation and entrepreneurial perspective, the question in my mind was sort of what could we do with the principles of renewables, but yet not apply them to electricity, but some other resource. And I'd had a longstanding interest in water. I had grown up in Arizona, where, of course, water stress is driven by water scarcity. Uh, and a previous business I had built had spent a ton of time in Southeast Asia, Indonesia, in Central America, et cetera, where places where they have three meters of rainfall a year and yet nothing to drink. And so could we apply the principles of renewables, right? Uh, making a resource distributed, infrastructure free, and importantly, or maybe most importantly, make the feedstock free, which is, of course, sunlight in the case of renewables. Can we apply those principles to water? And if we could, that seemed like that would be a big unlock for what I believe is humanity's greatest challenge. You've said that although the municipal water infrastructure in the U.S. is good, 20% of the water still leaks out. Can you kind of walk us through how you came up with hydro panels as a way around that kind of faulty infrastructure? Yeah, obviously infrastructure works really well in a lot of places and it works very poorly in many, many more places or not as non-existent in other places. And so, you know, that 20% leak is associated with 750 water main breaks a day, but that is separate from the 1.5 million miles of lead pipes that are still in the ground and separate from the fact that about 15%, so about 60 million Americans are on wells. And the EPA says that over half of those wouldn't pass an EPA quality test. That's in the United States, or arguably the wealthiest country that there ever was. And of course, as you move outside the U.S., it gets more challenging. So there's an infrastructure challenge, but there's also the challenge that we're sort of stuck in. I sort of use this term of in the Roman era with respect to water, because we still wait for the stuff to fall out of the sky, soak into the ground. We pump it, we treat it, we send it downhill in a concrete pipe. So while, of course, there's all kinds of water technologies, that's the fundamentals associated with the resource. So this idea of applying the principles of renewables to water enables us to make something that is historically an extractive resource that we have to then clean up and do in bulk mode 
we make it a distributed resource, something that Utah can own for the first time. So when we think about what that means, you today to access food, you might grow it in your garden, you might go buy it at a restaurant, you might get a grocery store. There's a bunch of ways you get your food. But when it comes to water, you either get it directly from your government or you go to the store and buy it in bottles. That's it. So something so fundamental to your life is sort of really narrowly available and you're a wealthy person in a wealthy place. And so how do we break that and make water as accessible as air, as the other resources that you sort of own by virtue of the fact that you're alive? And so a source hydro panel just takes in sunlight and air and produces perfect drinking water essentially anywhere on the planet, now in 52 countries around the world. So that principle, that principle of renewables, that idea of making something that used to be extractive and bulk and maybe, you know, multi-billions of dollars to sort of put together infrastructure like electricity used to be or like landline telephone used to be. And we make it instead something that is distributed and democratized. So the process that enables these hydro panels to work, uh, it's called hydroscopy. Am I saying that right? Yeah, so many, many materials are hygroscopic, with a G, hygroscopic, uh, because uh, Greek for water vapor was hygro with a G, and Greek for uh, liquid water was hydro with a D. So hygroscopic it mm-hmm. refers to materials that like water vapor, right? And I would argue that probably more materials than not are hygroscopic. So we have older wooden furniture that shrinks in the winter, swells in the summer, you know, the fact you don't go jogging in a cotton shirt when you go to that favorite Greasy Spoon Cafe and they have in the salt shaker a little bit of rice kernels, mm. right? All of those uh, sort of things that you experience are because the materials are hygroscopic. So salt is hygroscopic. Rice is more hygroscopic. So when the humidity is high in that Greasy Spoon Cafe, the rice essentially steals the water vapor from the salt so that you can still, you know, shake the salt out. So this is a common property across materials. What we did on that front is we developed a set of nanostructured, hierarchically porous structures that are hygroscopic, made of hygroscopic material, that allow us to concentrate water vapor from the atmosphere by about 10,000 times by volume very quickly. So very high kinetics of that process. And then throughout the day, we show those materials to the atmosphere, and then we show them to sunlight. And we do that multiple hundreds of times per day in order to produce inside the panel a water vapor condition such that under passive conditions we get condensation. So we reproduce the condition of when you walk out of your home in the morning and there's dew on leaves, right? And you sort of say, okay, well, how did that happen, right? Right. But we can do that in the middle of the Sahara Desert at high noon, right? Yeah. And so it's a nature-based approach but of course, that belies a lot of elegance and sophistication behind how we make source work, which is that we have hired material scientists, chemical engineers, mechanical engineers, computational food dynamicists, materials uh, thermodynamicists, machine learning experts, and so on to sort of solve this problem in a way that's very efficient, very elegant, so that we can just literally ship it to you, you take it out of a box, 15 minutes later, you have it set up in your yard, and 30 minutes later, you get a glass of water. Wow. Imagine the unlock around the world, especially with being able to do that. This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. 
Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. It's kind of mind-blowing to think that you can get so much water from the air from something you you can't see, right? So it's hard for us to visualize. Is there a downside, by the way, of pulling so much water from the atmosphere? Does that do anything to the air around us? In the troposphere, the lower part of the atmosphere, there's one times 10 to the 16 kilograms. So one and then 16 zeros kilograms of water vapor. Wow. That's more than six times all the rivers on the planet. Huh. And it, the average lifetime of water molecule in the atmosphere is about a week. So it's cycling a lot. That's basically 100 million years worth of every humans on the planet's water needs, but it's recycled every week. And interestingly, you're not the first person to ask that question, of course. So one of the questions I got recently on Twitter was like, okay, but how much water, excess water is there due to climate change? Yeah. And so doing a little digging and a few calculations, it turns out that over the last 30 years, so since just 1990, we've actually increased that amount of water vapor by one times 10 to the 14 kilograms in the atmosphere. Wow. So about 1%. It's actually a few percent over what it was. And even that is many hundreds of gallons per person per day of excess. So it's just a massive resource that, of course, that excess is associated with the big hurricanes and all those things. So it's literally an inexhaustible resource that is just waiting there to be tapped to really sort of advance humanity. We have a huge problem when it comes to potable water around the world. One person dies from water brilliance every 10 seconds. Wow. And today, you know, what is today? September 21st, 2021, women and girls have walked to the tune of over 200 million hours today, this day. How is that possible, right? So fundamentally, the reason why I founded the company was to ultimately make it so that no woman or girl ever walks for water again. Yeah. By the time we get there, of course, we'll have solved many, many other drinking water challenges along the way. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you've said that, you know, this is a way to get water primarily to the people who really, really need it around the world. Can you talk about a couple of examples in the, I believe, 52 countries where you've installed hydropanels, where this is really making a difference? Absolutely. So what's interesting is that drinking water stress is at every economic station and every geography. So we're at high-end hotels in Mexico, high-end hotels in Australia, we're at hospitals, we're at schools in South Africa, in the US. You know, really everything from individual homes to institutions Everything from people with very modest economic means all the way to, you know, some of the wealthiest amongst us, right? We have panels at Robert Downey Jr.'s home in Malibu, okay. all the way to the Navajo tribe where we have in the Navajo Nation here, the size of West Virginia, to give you a size of the geography, wow. and 54,000 Navajo have no water, zero. So they drive to either Flagstaff or Gallup to get water. Oh, wow. We've just installed our first 500 homes worth of source hydro panels at, at those homes. And those people have perfect drinking water at their home now for the first time. Take that over to Aboriginal communities in Australia, right? The first time they now have good drinking water. We're at now over 1,500 homes there. To island nations, to uh, the Waiyu tribe in northern Colombia, where women were walking about six hours a day for water. We installed two arrays there last year. They no longer walk for water. So, you know, really quite a range from offsetting plastic at high-end hotels. So when you go into your hotel room, instead of the two PET bottles, right, and the little placard that says, oh, hang up your towel if you want to save the dolphins, 
Here is a real way to save the dolphins, right? Offsetting that plastic, and it's a direct switch and save for those hotels. And you, as the guest, see, oh, okay, I'm, I'm now in you know, a glass bottle that was filled from that array right there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's at my home, it's all my drinking and cooking water for my family, and all, all the way to a far-flung place in the world where there's drinking water stress. Well, Cody, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Talib, my absolute pleasure. 